Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving the ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Faith Revisited with Ben and Molly. Today we're going to do something a little different. Um, I am very passionate about the topic of gratitude, Um, the practice of gratitude, living your life through the gratitude filter, being appreciative. Um, That's just how I was raised and lately it's become even more apparent, I think, with, you know, social media or just life gets busy and... So I really wanna bring it back. I just wanna do a little brief chat about gratitude. So how this all came to be was um, I, Ben and I are both big fans of Rachel Hollis, shout out um, to the Hollis Company. And she has a new book that was released called Girls Stop Apologizing. Um, which has been great for me. She's kind of like my dream coach. But she- Well, and by the way, we should go ahead and say, just in case the Hollis Company's listening, that if Rachel would ever like to come on and do an interview with us oh, at some girl, point. Oh, girl, yeah. Rachel and Or Dave. Dave or yeah, both. Both. Y'all are welcome to join our podcast anytime. Faith Revisited, Hollis's. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, but she talks about kind of her foundations for success, how she's built this, because Rome is not built in a day. It takes a very long time for growth. And so one of her practices she does every day is daily gratitude. So I want to read a quick section from her book that just gave me this huge epiphany moment. And I think everyone will really take something from this. So she's talking about writing gratitude daily. The idea is if you know that at the end of the day, you're going to have to list out points of gratitude, you will spend your day looking for blessings. If you spend your day looking for blessings, here's the magic. You'll find them. When you live your life in a state of gratitude, it changes everything. From a place of feeling immensely blessed, we see immense possibility. We believe good things are possible and maybe even likely to happen to us. When it comes to setting the foundation to succeed, it helps if you believe that your success is likely. That was just so eye-opening to me because I I don't know if you would call it confidence or not, but I do believe success will happen in my life. But I frame it, I, I look through the lens of gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. I always see that what I'm doing and I look at the positive in it, not the negative stuff that's happening or 
the shifts in patterns, but if you look at every day it, through the lens of gratitude, it's there. Well, and so it's interesting that we're doing this gratitude um, section and Rachel Hollis, uh, this is a wonderful section, but she lives in a long tradition in the Christian history of people focusing and refocusing people of faith on gratitude. Mm -hmm. For example, the 13th century uh, theologian Meister Eckhart said once that if we learn no other prayer in life, then the prayer we should know is thank you. Wow. Gratitude, and especially for, for, for mystics and, and monastics, um, gratitude is etched into the way of being in community uh, with one another and uh, with God. Thomas Merton, uh, one of my favorite uh, theologians, has this great saying that to be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything God has given us, and God has given us everything. Yeah. It's the same concept. I mean, when you're walking through life and, you know, the birds are chirping and the flowers are blooming, like that's all, that's meaningful. That means something. That's gratitude. We have the capability to smell the roses and to live every day like that. So there's, uh, I watched a TED Talk once of this lady who, she was having a hard time finding fulfillment and um, uh, purpose and meaning in her life and joy, really. She was struggling with that. And so she ended up inventing this uh, project, which we can link in the show notes, the 365-day uh, grateful project. And what she did was she took a photo a day for a whole year, and and the project was the simplest things to remind her of what she could be grateful for, right? And things that you don't even think about. So, yeah. for example, um, uh, a rainy day, which most of us would be bummed out over a rainy day. But in doing this project, she remembered a rainy day meant she could wear those rain boots that she really likes. Oh. So that's the way she can get those out and wear them. So uh -huh. she took a picture of her rain boots. Um, she, she took pictures of her yard. Uh, the the sense of wonder. One of the things I liked was um, she mentioned in the TED Talk, do you know how many shades of green there are? Because it's almost limitless. Yeah. But she just to take the time to notice how many shades of green uh, in her yard. Uh, one she took a picture of that was really cute. Um, she stubbed her toe. I mean, what's worse in life than yeah. stubbing your toe, right? But in doing this project and looking through the lens of gratitude, the picture that she took was of her three-year-old daughter consoling her. Oh. And so it's the gratitude that it, in stubbing the toe even, she was able to see um, something to be grateful for. Well, and the connection with her daughter then. I mean, that's... And I guess that's, I'm, I'm trying to make it, I'm not so good at certain habits and I'm trying to be better about writing out gratitude, you know, every morning, every night. I think it's easy, you know, Rachel says in her book, she does it in the evening, you know, 10 things of gratitude because you go out every day looking for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll notice then if you're like, oh, I have to write this down at the end of the day and you just get in that habit, you'll notice the different shades of grass and, you know. I'm really glad this bee didn't sting me today, yeah. <laughs> you know? like why, why do you think it's hard for people to, to live a life of gratitude that, that it's a part of their daily living? You know, I mean, maybe people just think they're too busy. Okay. I think that could be part of it because it doesn't take time in the end to stop and appreciate things and to live life through a gratitude lens. Um, but I think people are like, oh, I don't want to add another thing to my to-do list. I don't okay. want to have to add that on there. Um, and I don't know if people just focus so much on the negative. You know, we, I forget who's the, I know Bernie Brown's talked about this, but when we come together with things that we are 
angry about, that we don't agree on, that we dislike, what kind of, I mean, I heard Brene talk about that. Dak Shepard and Armchair Experts also talked about that. Or maybe it was the podcast they did together. But um, when you come together because you disagree about something, that creates that whole relationship from there is about negative things. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it builds a sense of tribalism. And so there's almost this choice because people were made to be together in community. And so the negativity can build tribes around things like anger, division, uh, hatred, bigotry, whatever that issue is that you want to be negative about, you can find a tribe for that. And there's, a, by the way, a lot of money in that. I always like to say that cable news has taught us, doesn't matter the channel, but cable news has taught us that you can commodify anger. And it's 24 straight hours of it. People have a hard time turning it off. They get sucked into it. Um, And so the choice then is do you build a tribe around anger? Because that's easy to do. Or do you build a tribe around gratitude, joy, simplicity, um, things like that? For me, it's one of the callings of the church is to build that alternative tribe. But even the church can become an angry and hateful and and negative place. You know, like we're so good at... um, telling people what they ought to do and what they ought to be doing differently. Or you're not welcome here. That's right. You're not welcome here because of whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a lifestyle that you kind of have to cultivate. Yeah. So, and what do you, what's the reason do you think that people don't take the time or maybe don't live their life through that lens of gratitude? I think it's a perspective shift that's really hard to do. Once you do it, I think it becomes easier. But, but you have to you have to look at your life through the lens of not not through the lens of what I don't have, which is what we do. I don't have enough money. I don't have a good enough car. I don't have the job that I like. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have, right? Yeah. But you have to say, well, what if I live my life focusing on what I do have? Because uh-huh. then you're measuring yourself against other people by yeah. what you don't have, but you're not measuring yourself against anything when you focus on what you do have. Yeah. And it's like Merton said, God gave us everything. Mm-hmm. And for most of us, if we stop looking at what our neighbors have and wishing that we had it, we'd know just how full our lives really are. Um, one of the, the uh, you're a Marie Kundu fan, right? Yes, yeah. So talk a little bit about that and how that feeds into uh, to gratitude as well. So she talks a lot about sparking joy. Mm-hmm. That's her thing. You touch each object and does it spark joy? Um, and that kind of decides whether you say thank you and let it go or you keep it. But, you know, she talks about going through every single paper in your house, every single article of clothing and, you know, asking, does this spark joy in my life? And in the end, you're left with a lot less because you don't need as much. Like you're focused on the smaller amount of items that really do give you joy every day. And then you say goodbye and thank you to everything else. So you don't need as much. There's not a need for more items in your life. Well, and and even in what you get rid of, her her practice is to thank say it. thank you and then even get rid of that. Yeah. So that whether it's taking more things on or appreciating what we have or letting go of things, we're always saying thank you. So it, it becomes a, a bigger piece of, um, of, of your life, what you do. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, Frederick Beekner quotes is that Beekner um, writes, and, and this is kind of Beekner's writing from the perspective of God speaking to us, that, that, that at the beginning of life, God tells all of us deep in our souls, here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. 
So that is like this daily reminder for me of beautiful things happen every day. And yes, terrible things happen too. So why do we not practice gratitude? I think because we let fear get the best of us. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm afraid. I, I, I'm measuring myself against other people, thinking about what I don't have, because I'm afraid that my life doesn't measure up to whatever I think their life is doing. Rather than living a life that we don't have to be afraid. And in doing that, we can open ourselves to be so grateful. Well, and if you think... I mean, if you focus inward, if you think at the things that you're grateful for, you know, you're less worried about what other people think or what other people are doing because you're finding real happiness and gratitude within yourself. I like to also use the illustration of it's the difference between living a clenched fist life and an open handed life. So if you think about it, there's a lot of things that you can do with a clenched fist, you know. Um, You can hold something really tight. You can use it as a weapon, you know, to punch somebody, to inflict pain and hurt. Um, A clenched fist. But you know what happens over time is that if you sit there and if you clench your fist real tight. It's exhausting. It is. Your hand's going to get really sore after a while. And it's just, you're not made for a clenched fist life. God makes us for the open-handed life. And that open hand is, is this illustration of how... We receive everything. We don't manufacture our own futures as much as we live into the one God made us for. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give things away. Um, you know, we can hold someone's hand and join with them. I mean, there's so many wonderful ways, and that illustration can play uh, both ways. And gratitude is living that open-handed life as opposed to the clenched fist. Life. I love that. So, what are things that people can do? every day or what kind of practices can they get into with gratitude to really just live more into that you know i think well i think you named one is is journaling it writing it down um it's you get so busy and and the day can be hectic that it for me at least it helps to write things down yeah um so writing down things as reminders keeping that journal that you can look back on well and how powerful would that be i've been thinking about this now i'm 30 this year and i've started being more intentional about journaling and just writing down the good stuff, all the good things that have happened and how much I have and how amazing will that be to look back in 10 years or 15 years or maybe when you go through a struggling place to look back on only things that are wonderful Mm -hmm. because that's what matters. That's there's good every day. Yeah. The the writing it down is important. Um, I think slowing down uh, is a way to be more grateful that as long as um, speed is what ushers you through the day, uh, you, you don't have time to be grateful. A lot of people, when you think about like, well, where do you find beauty in the world? You know, it's things like nature and, and, and you don't rush through nature. You yeah. have to sit and appreciate it. Time with family. Well, you don't rush around when you have that quality time. Quality time is meant to linger. Yeah. Um, you know, to have a long dinner together uh, where you where you visit for two or three hours even. Yeah. Uh, multi-course meal, bottle of wine. It doesn't matter. That time, though, slows down, which gives room to be grateful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to, to slow down. And also simplicity. Yes. Observing simplicity is huge. Um the whole Marie Kundu thing's great because, I mean, she says to keep things that spark joy, but what she's subtly telling you is, you got so much crap in your life. You don't need it. It all doesn't bring joy, <laughs> so therefore get rid of some of it. Yeah. If we could fill our lives with meaningful things and get rid of the things that don't matter as much or sometimes even suck the meaning out of our life, 
Like, why do we keep things in our lives that that stress us out? I don't know. Yeah, and why do we keep feeding into that? I mean, there's no healthy purpose to hold on to those things, to hold on to hatred or to busyness, and you're just making your life. I don't know. It's an endless cycle. Yeah, so. it, well, it's 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 a circular Downward kind of drain. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a circular thing that you just you get caught up in. So, um, I would say journaling. What do we say? Journaling slow down in life. Mm-hmm. Um, simplicity. And simplicity. So if we write it down, slow it down, and scale it down. Ooh. Then we can be living toward a more grateful life. And I think also when turning to prayer, you know. Stop asking for things. Yeah. There's like, what else do you need? You know, you're, there's obviously, you know, and there's different ways to pray, but I also think just showing your gratitude for what God has given us because he has given us everything. Yeah. I mean, God's not a, a genie out in the universe granting wishes. Um, you know, God is the one who made us, who gives us everything we need, um, and, and who calls us into a deep, meaningful purpose-filled life um, where if we can kind of sift through some of the junk and then align try to daily seek to align our lives with that deep sense of meaning and calling yeah gratitude's going to grow I love that awesome so I guess I just want to send a little challenge out to you really think about those three things and practice gratitude. I mean, we all need to live into that a little more. I think that's how society and that's how we'll continue to grow as people and humankind. Um, I'd love to see it go in that positive direction. So write it down, slow it down, down, scale it down. down. Love that. So we we hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Review us on iTunes and leave a comment of what you think, or if you practice gratitude, if you have other ways of showing gratitude we'd love to hear it and we should end with this for listening to this podcast thank you we're grateful for you we're very grateful for you have a great day